Hi guys, welcome back to the Colorful Plates podcast, your weekly source for what's happening in the produce and food service worlds. As always, we'll start out with our market reports, and this week Jamie chatted with Angela Carlino Milani and executive pastry chef Jessica Perez from Carlino's Market, who happens to be a customer of Seashore Fruit and Produce, who is part of Proact's distribution network. Their full interview will be aired on Thursday, and you won't want to miss it. Trust us. Also, Brian made a rare appearance and chatted with Mike Musset, Proact sourcing specialist for potatoes and onions, and Mike will give us a rundown on what the current situation is with those commodities. But first up, let's do our market reports. Over the past week, there's been a reduction in availability on many California stone fruit commodities. Growers and shippers in the San Joaquin Valley have had to contend with hot days, low packouts, and an upwards climb in overall pricing. Yellow peaches seem to be the only plentiful item with good volumes. However, small fruit is very limited in supply. Yellow and white flesh nectarine supplies continue to come up short. Supplies of small fruit are non-existent due to larger sizing and packouts. Pricing on plums has spiked on some sizes. Overall, demand for stone fruit this summer has been underwhelming, even though the fruit has been eating great. For now, yellow peaches are the best option on size and supplies. Next up, we have pineapples, whose supplies continue to be tight. Industry-wide on both coasts is expected to be very tight until the second week of September. Try to avoid pineapples and pina coladas for now until supplies improve. Out of the east, cucumber supply is good and demand has greatly improved over the past week. Supplies are coming out of many regions in the Midwest, Northeast, and Canada, and quality has been good for most shipments. In the west, the cucumber market remains high and will stay that way. West Coast cukes are being harvested out of Baja, California. Demand is currently exceeding supplies on both retail and food service quality, but overall quality from Baja is good. Next, we'll give you a little update on all of our citrus commodities. And first off, lemon supplies are good, with the majority of fruit being import off both coasts. Offshore supplies continue to help offset the lack of domestic supplies. Decreased availability for this time of year and fewer crossings, coupled with rains in Veracruz and Michoacan, have put the squeeze on the lime market. These trends will be consistent until late August, early September, when the new crop begins. As far as oranges go, domestic Valencia supplies are very limited on smaller sizes, as schools are back in session and there is a demand for smaller fruit. Look to sub-import navels in place of Valencias. Supplies on import clementines and mandarins on both coasts are snug. Lastly, grapefruits are in a great spot, with supplies plentiful for the summer. Cauliflower supplies are plentiful as fields have come forward and yields improved. Quality is good with minor bruising and yellow cast. Broccoli supplies are also plentiful as warm weather has brought fields forward the last few weeks. Quality is fair with slight purpling and mechanical damage. Lastly, Brussels sprouts continue to struggle as fields are gapping due to recent warm weather. Internal decay is also causing lower yields. Avoid Brussels for now. Out of the east, squash supplies are very good with strong demand and good quality out of most regions. Although there are a lot of people in the squash game this time of year, rain has slowed harvest in the Midwest and Northeast, but supplies are there. In the West, both Italian and yellow straight neck squash continue to be harvested out of Santa Maria, Fresno, and Baja, California. Better supplies of both are expected from Santa Maria and Baja with improved weather and with light supplies out of Fresno. Quality from all California growing districts are mostly good. That's all we have for market reports this week. For in-depth market reports, remember to check out the source on ProX website as soon as it's released on Wednesday. Diving into our first interview this week, Jamie chatted with Angela Carlino Milani and executive pastry chef Jessica Perez from Carlino's Market. 
In this snippet from their chat, Chef Jessica discusses what's up and coming for them in the fall and new recipes she's developing, along with classics the Carlinos have served for years. She may even mention the golden child of fall flavors, pumpkin spice. Let's check it out. You know, soon we'll be working on the pumpkin spice, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so either you love it or you hate it, but yeah. I definitely love it. It's a nice but, reminder uh, of fall. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I'm in the minority, so <laughs> it's kind of overdone. But anyway, this year we're really trying to elevate the pumpkin spice to keep it more interesting and, mm-hmm. you know, just to get the haters on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so um just you know different different blends like i'm working on a recipe right now for a chai pumpkin cake with maple brown butter frosting Um, (laughs) yeah and then a salted caramel pumpkin cheesecake um working on that oh man um what i do with these recipes is i i make them in small batches and i let the carlino family try them Mm-hmm. And so they just give me the constructive criticism and then we go back and forth until we get it right. Awesome. Um, so usually like all of our new recipes, I handle that um, as the executive pastry chef. And I work very closely with the Carlinos that way. And then that way, when it's time to actually put the product out for our customers, you know, we're a hundred percent sure that it's what we want to present. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then in the kitchen right now, um, we're researching and starting to get into our fall flavors. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll be using maple syrup, molasses, sage, which is nice and woody. We have uh, red wine, um, red wine reductions for some of our salmon coming up. And then, uh, of course, beer is such a great flavor, such as porter and stout. Mm -hmm. Um, We're also, what else are we doing there? Working on a black bean pumpkin turkey chili and also brown butter roasted acorn squash. Um, so, you know, we've got a lot going on. I love when the seasons change because uh, it's, it's, you enjoy every season of baking, really, um, and, and the cooking side as well. Um, so it's nice to change the menus a few times a year and mm-hmm. uh, work on all the local fresh produce that's available to us. Yeah. All right, guys, be sure to tune in Thursday to hear more from Angela and Chef Jessica as they discuss Carlino's history what sets them apart from other neighborhood markets, and how they have become a staple in their community. Next up is Brian's chat with Mike Musset, our potato and onion sourcing specialist, regarding the current state of potatoes and onions and what the market will look like in the coming weeks. Mike, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what your role is at ProAct. Yeah, my name is Mike Musset. I am a sourcing specialist over here for the commodities of potatoes and onions. So in a nutshell, tell us what's going on with potatoes right now. Well, right now we are in transition to the northwest where we're doing potatoes now uh, out of Idaho, which has moved from Burbank to Nuricotas. And then the onion supply is also up in the northwest in Washington and Idaho after we got done with uh, California and New Mexico seasons. And from what I hear, there's a bit of trouble at brewing. So unpack- no, 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 it's actually um, I'm glad to see that we're up in the northwest now as we've gotten through the smaller regions now we're getting up into the uh, I guess you can call the the prime area of the Northwest where supplies will get better however it's going to take a little bit to get those seasons started so there's still a little bit of tight product but uh, by the time we hit September mid-September we should be 
full go on both onions and potatoes. So obviously in fresh produce, we're chasing the best weather possible for the growing conditions needed for these commodities. So New Mexico, California, that season is over the summer when it's milder. But up in Idaho, that that weather, um, the, the harvest time is from what, late August to early October? Well, it depends on what you're talking about. As far as potatoes, we have those year-round up there. Um, right now is the time for harvesting new crop. So we just got done with storage Burbanks. Now we're doing harvest of Narcotas uh, as well as Burbanks. So it's all fresh product that they are harvesting over the next couple months to get into storage that they can have until uh, about mid-August. So Mike, go ahead and give me a whole monologue. Say, uh, give me a whole, here's how potatoes work in North America, is from this time to this time, you're gonna be getting storage out of Idaho because they can store for this amount of time, but then we start harvesting here, and right now we're in the season where we're moving back up to the Northwest. Right, so Idaho, like I said, is the prime region. They typically start planting in March, and then they will start the harvest, which is right about now, mid-August, and they want to get those potatoes out of the ground by no later than the end of October before the frost starts hitting up there in the northwest. So right at this time, they're currently harvesting Norcotas. They'll also start a harvest on Burbanks, and then by that time of mid-October, they're putting everything into storage, from then until we get to now, which is August, they will have storage potatoes um, to fulfill those orders. So those other regions, the uh, the regions down south, the regions in Wisconsin, the regions in New York, those are more filler regions for the heavy lifting that Idaho does. For the most part, yes. Idaho seems to be the prime area for potatoes, and what potatoes are known for is Idaho. These other regions, they will have supplies of Narcotas, not necessarily Burbanks, not not really a filler item, but just more regional spots for closer areas to, uh, you know, delivered parts. And if somebody wants a Wisconsin Narcota or a Colorado Narcota, those are available typically most of the year as well. So our listeners um, have come to understand really that in fresh produce, there are overlaps, and those overlaps are oftentimes when we see problems. So at the tail end of one season and the beginning of another season, are we in an overlap period right now? We are, well, it's for potatoes, it's always an overlap. It's just a, um, it depends on the size that they're coming up with. It depends on what the crop looks like. Um, like this past year, for example, we had a very wet, cold spring. Um, So a lot of those supplies that were going into planting and harvesting, the sizing wasn't coming out right. They were mainly smaller potatoes. So larger sizes were a very big challenge this year. And it looks like it's going to be the same type of deal this year. A lot of small size potatoes. So the larger ones will be uh, an issue this year as well. So can you give me an idea of what can be expected over the next one, two months when it comes to potatoes and food service? Over the next couple of months, it's going to be all about harvest. The, the sizing is the issue and the, the transition to Narcotas is. Um, so once we move into Narcotas from Burbanks, our challenge is going to be the larger sizes, the 40 count through 70 count, as well as number twos. Um, we saw a good supply of number two product with Burbanks just because that potato will produce a more misshapen, um, it has more defects, so you will have 
number twos coming out of that product. When we move into Narcotas, these are much nicer potatoes. You won't see those number twos coming in. What they tend to do is they move into a number one box and they'll just discount it typically a little bit off of those count products. So a 10 ounce two is typically in your 50 to 70 count range. They'll use a number one product for that. And then your six ounce twos, they'll go into roughly a 90, 100 count and they'll use that. So it'll be um, much higher prices on those number twos than Burbank's. So some sizing issues, um, anything else that's gonna happen over the next uh, one to two months when it comes to potatoes? No, I think um, it'll be a little bit of a struggle just to get orders uh, completed while they're doing the harvest. But once things get into storage and everything's under the under the barn, so to speak, we should be uh, good supply. It's just going to be a little bit tighter on the larger sizes because the size profile is leaning to the smaller ones this year as well. Excellent. Um, Mike, can you talk about onions? Are anything happening in the onion market we should know about? So onions have been a real struggle this year. As a matter of fact, uh, they were talking about the FOB pricing that they had going through the California desert, uh, the California Valley, New Mexico region. Uh, Price-wise or market-wise was the highest they've seen in history. The season that we had uh, was basically due to the weather problems that we had or the extensive amount of rain, the cold temperatures um, did not, uh, was not conducive to the plantings or the harvesting and um, the yields were way down this year. So markets were extremely high, product was very tight, the size profile was leaning more towards the super colossal and colossal, the larger onions. Um, they had to leave it in the ground longer just because of those, that weather issue. So the onion sized up and that's what the problem was this year. Um, as we get into the Northwest, we're gonna start to see a smaller size profile. So we're gonna have more jumbos and mediums. And I've been looking very forward to September because it has been a struggle this year. Um, as we start off in the Northwest, we've got great supplies. Super Colossal and Colossal Yellow are gonna be the limited sizes. But as far as jumbo, medium yellow, your red onions, your white onions, we should have good supply, excellent quality as we're sitting in the Northwest. So, so Mike, when it comes to almost any commodity and fresh produce, when you're talking about a particular growing region, and especially when it comes to weather, every grower in that region is facing the same issue. So they're facing the issue of we have to leave it in the ground longer because of the wet weather, meaning it sizes up, meaning that there's higher demand, meaning that the, the market pricing is higher. So not only are chefs receiving product uh, that's more expensive, but it's also possibly the size that they don't want. Is it true every grower in that region is gonna be dealing with that? Absolutely, 100%. And, and so when you move up to, to Idaho, um, is, is Idaho, um, as they're known for potatoes, are they known for onions as well? Yes, okay. yes, Idaho, uh, Washington, yes, definitely. And, and so there will be a more consistent supply and there will be a better, um, uh, a better breadth of, of sizing as well. Yeah, um, like I said, the only items that are going to be tighter are those, those larger size yellows. And the northwest, the difference between the northwest and down south or the valley in California, New Mexico, those areas, is that uh, the northwest will go into storage product. The valley, California Valley, New Mexico, they don't have storage. So it's all fresh run, comes out of the field, ship it out, it's gone. Yeah, so the northwest will have storage crops so once they get the harvest done they've got those barns full of onions so there's plenty of supply 
Um, just the size profile this year, like I said, is going to be more towards the jumbo and medium on yellow is the only real issue that we're seeing at, at this time. It feels like... It feels like, and I know that you've been a commodity buyer for a while, and especially with potatoes and onions, it feels like with potatoes and onions, being able to put stuff into storage, um, there's less heartache that there might be in other commodities. It seems like it's a much more stable crop. Am I, am I out in left field on that? No, no, not at all. And it, it really depends on, um, they can have a good idea on a size profile, but once they get into that storage product and they start pulling stuff out, they may see some differences in that uh, supply chain. So we could see a change in um, the amount of supers and colossals that we see. But right now, as we see what's coming into the, the uh, harvest and what they're putting away, they're leaning towards a size profile that's going to be smaller. So, Mike, in a nutshell, on potatoes, we're moving up to the northwest where we'll see a much more stable supply, maybe a smaller profile. And with onions, definitely moving up to the northwest, you'll see a much more stable market and a stable supply with maybe some size issues on those jumbo yells. Did I get it right? You got it right. Fantastic, Mike. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Mike, for taking the time to chat with us. That's all we have for this week, guys. Be sure to tune in Thursday. If you haven't already, go give Colorful Plates a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for recipes and more. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And as always, stay fresh.